This week's adventure involves conversation about men's health. The names of certain male body parts will be mentioned when necessary, but they will not be changed or censored. If discussion about the names and functions of man, parts, will strike up a conversation that you are not ready to have, or if it will be NSFW, you may like to listen to this episode with headphones, or save it for later. We're pregnant. Bro, do you even live? I can't eat another one bite. One is usually bigger than the other. It tastes awful. It hurt a Wait, bit. Why is it leaking? Did you Whoa. hear that? That's that was not there yesterday. I'll have a second of it. totally my natural girl. Color. Is that supposed to look like that? Don't worry. That was solid but deadly. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Welcome to Health Science for the rest of us. A podcast where we take a super practical look at the body its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, this podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's Let's do do this. this. If you've been anywhere near the internet lately, you've probably noticed that between all the posts about bacon-covered turkeys, holiday weight loss programs, and Black Friday events, there have also been a bunch of blogs, hashtags, and memes about the many ways you can get hairy in November to raise awareness for men's health. Of course, if you've managed to miss these blogs, hashtags, and memes, don't bother jumping on the internet to read about them just yet. Because at first glance, many of these postings would have you believe that choosing to be hairy in November is actually about styling products and beard care tips. Well, in spite of what the YouTube says, growing public interest in men, their health, and special efforts to spread awareness of their health is about much more than mousse and mustache wax. And each year, millions of people around the world put down their razors to prove it. So for this week's adventure, we explored the shocking state of men's health and the beer-fueled brainchild that launched 5 million mustaches to do something about it. If you can't already tell, we are talking about Moyavembering. For Moyavember. But I am getting ahead of myself. Before we get started, we want to remind you that if you are planning to participate in the hashtag pod hunt, you will need to submit all of your photos to us by December 7, 2017. We will accept photos up until the deadline at info at health science for everyone dot com. Full details and all 15 clues for the hashtag pod hunt are discussed in episode 32, but you can email us if you have any questions about how to play along. Okay, here we go. On to the male humans and their health and man parts. If you can believe it, there was a time in very recent history when the healthcare community did not pay much attention 
to differences between men and women when it came to things like general health and life expectancy. Eventually, someone did start paying attention, and the earliest ideas of gender-based medicine began to take form. Way to be humans. Now, to be fair, in the beginning, efforts to consider specialized care based on gender were mostly directed at women, and they mostly just boiled down to a deeper focus on child rearing. But for better or worse, by the 1970s, this focus on gender health was helping to build awareness, funding, research, and care options for the public in ways that were actually useful, even though they were initially more useful for women. Strangely, measures to achieve similar improvements for men didn't really start getting off the ground until after the year 2000. Sheesh. Once the ball was rolling, though, health officials around the world put their heads together to start finding ways to better address man-specific health challenges. And this was also around the time two guys in a pub in Australia were doing the same thing with a wonderfully simple idea that just may have changed the face of men's health awareness forever. In 2003, these two men, Travis, Garone, and Luke, Slattery, were said to have been having drinks, shooting the breeze, and among other things, feeling inspired by another one of their friend's mothers, who was raising funds for breast cancer, awareness, at the time. As the story goes, the two men wondered if they could attempt something similar, in order to raise funds and awareness for men's health, and prostate cancer. The two wound up deciding that they would each put $10 in a pot and grow their mustaches during the month of November to promote men's health. They managed to get 30 other men to participate as well and decided to call their project Moyavember. The name of the project came from combining the word November with the Australian spelling of the word mustache. Over the next few years, the group made the project official by creating the Moyavember Foundation and focusing their efforts on improving outcomes for men living with prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health challenges, and limited physical activity. To date, the Moyavember Foundation has raised nearly $800 million and has active men's health campaigns in 21 different countries, so if you or someone you know happens to be one of the humans growing a mustache and making a donation to a men's health organization, this November, it is perfectly likely that this is the group you, or the other humans, are working with. The spirit of the Movember mustache tradition involves the idea that if we all got more comfortable talking about men's health and understanding the specialized health needs that men have, we could get a lot further along in our goals for keeping men healthy or even for saving their lives. And don't be fooled if any of this sounds like a really big fuss over nothing. We absolutely need efforts like Movember to exist, because the sad truth of the matter is that even though men often enjoy more power, privilege, 
and opportunities in life, when it comes to health, men as a group are not exactly coming out ahead, especially when compared to their female peers. These days, there are all sorts of ways for both men and women to get hurt and sick. But one of the things we've learned from developing gender-based medicine is that some injuries and illnesses, like heart disease, affect men differently than women. To be clear, both men and women can get heart disease, but more men actually die from it. In a similar example, both men and women may drink alcohol during their lives, but men are more likely than women to die from overdoing it. According to the World Health Organization, in 2010, 3.1 million men suffered alcohol-related deaths, compared to less than 1.7 million women. Sadly, men are also more likely than women to die from suicide, fatal accidents on the job, and other kinds of unintentional injuries. If that wasn't enough of a bar killer, we can also consider the fact that men are more likely to be born with the bleeding disorder, hemophilia, more likely to start having health problems at a younger age, and more likely to have poor health outcomes as children. These trends can be seen in communities around the world, and they don't even include the health challenges men may face on account of their plumbing, like cancer of the testicles, cancer of the penis, enlarged prostate, infections of the prostate, and erectile dysfunction. Side note, in case you need to ask for a friend, the prostate is a gland inside the male human's body, which produces part of the fluid found in semen. When it misbehaves, it can cause the male humans to have a variety of problems related to trying to pee and with trying to use the penis to do nighttime activities. So as you've heard, there is quite a bit of ground to cover when it comes to trying to close the gender gap in men's and women's health. But all is not lost. Improvements in awareness of men's health through efforts like Movember can actually go a really long way because so many of the health challenges that seem to hit men harder than women can actually be prevented with changes in common health behaviors and lifestyle choices. As an example, men may be able to quit having worse outcomes than women for the same diseases if they would stop waiting until the last minute to go to the doctor. Nearly 33% of men don't have a primary care doctor. And even though many men do have a primary care doctor, they're not as likely as women to see their primary care doctor for things like checkups. If they do wind up at the doctor's, men are less likely to give a complete report of their concerns and they may shy away from discussing any sensitive or uncomfortable issues like relationship troubles or sexual problems 
even if these issues are having an effect on their overall health. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, for cultural and social reasons, the male humans may also be likely to avoid admitting when they're hurt or sick, so as a result, when something is actually wrong, they are more likely to postpone seeking serious medical attention, if they seek it at all. The take-home message is that there are several different areas where the male humans could improve their health, simply by making different health choices, or by adopting different habits, and awareness efforts just may be able to give them the kick in the pants they need in order to think differently about their health and health care habits. Choosing to avoid the doctor is one thing, but there are other common behaviors that are hurting men's health as well, like working jobs that involve exposure to harmful materials, or smoking, or drinking too much in order to appear macho, or deciding not to wear a helmet or a seatbelt, or risking infections by having casual sex, or not being cautious enough around things like ladders and power tools. Some of the other behaviors that are hurting the male human's health, include, avoiding the dentist, eating unhealthy diets, skipping exercise, and not making use, of hospice care, when they need it. On average, around the world, and in part because of these changeable behaviors, men are being outlived by women by up to seven years. This is why projects like the Movember tradition are so timely and so important. Using things like mustaches to make healthy lifestyle choices part of casual conversation is a great step towards encouraging men to manage their health early and often. In case you're tired of hearing about mustaches, you might like to know that there are many other efforts, besides the Movember tradition, that are working to make better men's health a reality. They include programs that challenge harmful male stereotypes about health and masculinity in local school systems, and programs that host men's health events in local gathering places like sports clubs, barber shops, workplaces, and ironically, pubs, and bars. Some of these programs are also doing things like advocating for policy changes meant to improve access to health care for men in groups with higher risks of disease and early death, such as minorities, men in prison, and men who have sex with other men. It's almost time for us to wrap this up. But if you've gotten this far and you don't have a mustache or it's no longer the month of November, please know that it is not too late to help promote men's health if you want to. One good way to get involved is to lead by example and get healthy yourself. If you're a man, go to your damn doctor's appointment. If money is an issue, or if you're not sure whether you need to see a doctor right now, you can always contact your city's public health department to ask what care you should be considering and also to find out what free or low-cost community health centers you may be able to visit in order to get the care you need. If you're not a man and you want to promote men's health, 
Be encouraged to talk to the men in your life about men's health issues and try not to assume that they don't want to talk about it just because they aren't always the first person to bring it up. The idea that men don't care about their health is one of those harmful stereotypes that we can break down if we're willing to work together. When you get done doing that, go to your damn doctor's appointment too. Finally, if you are a transgendered man or a transgendered woman, know that the future of gender-based medicine includes you too. Some of the newest gender-based medicine projects being run around the world are creating ways to better support your health needs. And we plan to talk more about this in a future episode, so keep your eyes peeled. And also, go to your damn doctor's appointment. So there you have it. It turns out that men's health isn't exactly in tip-top shape, but mustache or no mustache, There are plenty of ways we can each chip in to start turning things around, especially if we consider how we can be helping one another to be healthy in our own backyards. And if that doesn't make you feel warm inside, at least you can rest assured knowing that we've probably covered enough men's health awareness to make you the most woke person in your November mustache pool. But if you're not the most woke person in your November mustache pool, there's always next year, right? To help you get a head start on that, or to help you learn more about the Moyavember Foundation, if you're interested, we have included the Moyavember Foundation's website address in the show notes for this episode, and we will also post a link to the Moyavember Foundation's website on our Facebook page. Well, that's all for now. Stay tuned, everybody. Please tell the other humans that men can also get breast cancer, and that men with erectile dysfunction are more likely to suffer heart attack or stroke so they should probably mention it to their doctors even if it feels embarrassing and please also tell them to listen to the podcast so I don't have to go back to my day job. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, Be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us, listeners, can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42TOWERBEAMSUNSHINESTRAIN. No, 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 I told you we're not doing that. My apologies. www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds?